Now has made the club and is going to play in center field for them. Whoops that one to left field. First swing is deep. Kittle back. Goodbye home run. His first swing at the kingdom. Yes, 31 years ago today, April 10th, Ken Griffey Jr. hits his first ever Major League home run. It was his first of 630 career home runs and a Hall of Fame career. Welcome to Frankly Speaking on this beautiful Friday live from Bentonville, Arkansas. I'm your host, Larry Frank, and we got some breaking news right out of the box. Mark Reynolds, after 13 years, has decided to call it a career in Major League Baseball. Reynolds, who's last played for the Arizona Diamondbacks also has played for Colorado a couple of times. The New York Yankees um, is best remembered for his uh, 2009 season when he had 44 homers and 102 RBIs. So Mark Reynolds is hanging up his cleats after 13 years in Major League Baseball. Other breaking news just out of the box. Once again, Major League Baseball is it. They are talking another plan for the 2020 season, and that is to realign the divisions. This plan, which is one of many plans they're considering, would have all 30 teams returning to their spring training sites in Florida and Arizona. So, like the other one was just Arizona, this one would be everybody returning to their spring training sites. They would play regular season games only in these two states, and they would play it without fans in an effort to reduce travel and minimize risk in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. The divisions would be realigned based on the geography of the spring training homes, which obviously would make sense. So basically, you're doing an Arizona League versus a Florida League, and at the end, you'll have your World Series participants. The plan would allow teams return to the comforts of the spring training sites for three weeks of training, which would also include exhibition games before opening the regular season and playing schedules with wholly different divisional opponents. Here's a look. Now, it's hard. I know we're not seeing it visually, but I'm going to break down uh, actually the six different leagues. You would have the Grapefruit League, like I said, and the Arizona League, the Cactus League. So just like basically in spring training, but you would take both those leagues and you would divide them into three different divisions. North, South, and East would be in the Grapefruit League. Then, of course, you would have the Northeast, the West, and the Northwest in the Cactus Leagues. And here how it would work. In the North, you would have the Yankees, Phillies, Blue Jays, Tigers, and Pirates. 
So a completely different division for the New York Yankees. A lot easier for them. The South would consist of the Boston Red Sox, Minnesota Twins, Atlanta Braves, Tampa Bay Rays, and Baltimore Orioles. You want to talk about an unbelievable division. I'll tell you what. That is one. Listen to those teams again. The Red Sox. The Twins who won their division last year. The Braves who won their division last year. The wild card champ, Tampa Bay Rays, and the Baltimore Orioles. Then you would have the East in the Grapefruit League, which are the Nationals, Astros, Mets, Cardinals, and Marlins. So a pretty fair league. Then you would move over to Arizona with the Cactus League. In the Northeast, you would have the Cubs, Giants, Diamondbacks, Rockies, and Athletics. The West would consider the Dodgers, the White Sox, the Reds, the Indians, and the Angels. And then you'd wrap it up in the Northwest where you have the Brewers, Padres, Mariners, Rangers, and Royals. Wow. That's an anybody-can-win division. Not really any dominant team in that division. So that's the way they're looking at that. Now, once again, I want to remind you, that is just one of the alternative plans that Major League Baseball is looking at. And, you know, it's just great to see that they're trying to do something. You know, they're still planning on beginning baseball at the end of May. All these different programs or different types of uh, ideas they're coming up with has them all starting at the end of May with a three-week period before where they can get back in baseball shape. Remember, there's a difference between being in shape and being in baseball shape. And obviously, it's going to be the pitchers who really need to get back in what you call baseball shape. They were working their way up, you know, to pitching six, seven, eight innings of baseball when this coronavirus came through and cut the season short. So they will, once again, have to work back up. And this is where the bullpens are really, really, really going to be important. A lot of different things are going to need to be in the works. You know, I'm interested in, I always talk about the Tampa Bay Rays, but they're probably the more intuitive, the most, uh, you know, surprising team out there that does things out of the side of the box. So I wouldn't be surprised if early in the season you're seeing two starting pitches going out of time and maybe, you know, that starter that we thought might be completely gone may not be completely gone because now these games are going to be so much more important based on the number of games that they're playing. We'll be back right after this break. Analyze, evaluate, know your strengths and know your weaknesses. Just like a player has to do in sports. You got to capitalize on those strengths. So know what your strengths are, whatever they may be, and build on those on a regular basis. And don't be afraid to ask for some advice from people. Yes, getting advice doesn't mean that you're weak. It means that you're pursuing your dream in a positive way, trying to get ideas and knowledge to be a better today than you were yesterday. Yes, knowledge makes you powerful. So get all the knowledge you can. 
and remember this. Know your strengths. Learn what they are. You can feel it. You know it. And make the most of them. Welcome back to Frankly Speaking on this beautiful Friday morning here in Bentonville, Arkansas. Later on in the show, we're going to talk about Joe Burrows, uh, the LSU quarterback who is expected, suspected, uh, to be picked as the first round draft pick for the Cincinnati Bengals. And we're going to talk a little bit about this in a little while about does Joe have a right to decide whether he wants to go to the Bengals or not? So in our next segment, after this one, we'll talk a little bit about this. But the next thing I want to talk about is Jameis Winston. His name has come up again, and even in times where he doesn't even know where he's playing next year, he set up a great hotline to help people out down in the Tampa Bay area, and is still doing as much as he can to help out in the community. But the big question came up is, now that Jameis is not or has not been picked up by any team, does that mean he's got to settle in to being a backup quarterback? And we've discussed Jameis on this show many times in the past, and I still believe, and I will stick by these words, that the best situation for Jameis as a starting quarterback in the NFL right now is with the New England Patriots. I will not change that. The guy, once again, threw for over 5,000 yards, uh, 33 touchdown passes, had two receivers on his team that gained over 1,000 yards receiving, just an incredible year, despite throwing 30 interceptions. We've talked about him compared to other people like George Blander, uh, Kenny Stabler, Brett Favre, even Peyton Manning, all throwing somewhere in that vicinity of 30 interceptions at least once in their career. All of them. All Hall of Famers, baby. All Hall of Famers. Winston, by far, is not done. I honestly believe that he should be a starting quarterback next year or the upcoming year in the NFL. There's no doubt. I'm telling you, this guy is going to go somewhere and he's going to become a stud. He's going to become a star. No doubt about it. But... It's who is going to take the chance at the possibility of getting a quarterback that possibly can throw that many interceptions. And I honestly think that Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick, yes, Belichick goes out saying, I don't like quarterbacks that turn over the ball. You haven't had a quarterback in the last 20 years besides Tom Brady, and he doesn't turn over the ball. Of course you don't. I mean, that goes without saying. Now, in the event that Jameis has to be a backup next year 
where people go, he has to go back out there and reprove himself. I don't think that's the case, but let's just look at both avenues because on this show, once again, we all have the right to, uh, we agree to disagree. And I want to make it very clear. I think he should be a starting quarterback. And I think it should be for the New England Patriots. But let's say he goes as a backup. The best fit, I believe, for Winston as a backup would by far be the Pittsburgh Steelers. They have nobody there. Hodges wasn't the answer last year. Rudolph, you know, he almost got his head, you know, smashed in by Miles Garrett last year. He wasn't the answer. Um, Roethlisberger got hurt. The one thing about Ben is he's very injury prone. He's up there in age, and you really can't count on him for a full season. What better guy to put in there than a guy that can throw for over 5,000 yards and come off the bench to replace Roethlisberger than Jameis Winston? Not only that, but they also have a long-term solution to what happens after Ben retires, which I, you know, I don't care what Ben says. I cannot see him playing another year or two. If I was a betting man, I would say this may be Ben's last year playing football if he gets injured again. And I think Winston fits into that game, you know, Roethlisberger loves to throw the ball. Winston loves to throw the ball. Two guys very similar as far as throwing the ball, obviously, except, you know, and Big Ben throws turnovers too. Throws interceptions. You know, he's a gunslinger. And uh, I think that fit would really, really be good for them. Now, you know, I'd love to hear your opinions. Once again, you can reach us at Frankly Speaking. 528 at gmail.com. We have a message link right here. Leave your opinions on whether you think Winston is a good fit or Winston is not a good fit with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I might have said Pirates earlier. I meant Pittsburgh Steelers. Or if you think he's better off just waiting it out and trying to find a team that will maybe need a starting quarterback. Love to hear your opinions. You can also go to, frankly speaking, the Facebook page. You can go to our Twitter account, at Larry Frankis. You know, maybe I'm wrong here, but I kind of, I find it hard to believe. I just, I don't understand the NFL sometimes. I really don't. You have a guy that throws over 5,000 yards, 33 touchdown passes, um, has one guy, two guys over a thousand yards. The third receiver on the team almost gets 700 yards receiving. Just an incredible, incredible year despite the turnovers by Winston. And he's having this much difficulty landing a starting position. And there's so many quarterbacks in the NFL that he could start over. And I, it just doesn't make sense to me, especially in New England. You got Stidham, okay? I think they just released Kessler. So, I mean, you got nobody there. I don't know what the heck Belichick's waiting for. But if I'm New England, I get Jameis Winston.
We're going to take another break here. And when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, Joe Burrows, the LSU uh, quarterback who is slated to go number one in the NFL draft. We'll be back right after these station breaks. Welcome back to Frankly Speaking. Before we went to break, I said we were going to talk a little bit about, well, actually not a little bit, maybe a lot, (laughs) about Joe Burris, the LSU uh, quarterback who is picked to go number one in the NFL draft, and that would obviously be by the Cincinnati Bengals. And there's been a lot of speculation on whether Joe Burrows may refuse to sign with the Bengals if he picks them. Although he says he would love to turn a any losing team into a winning team, there's just been that speculation. Now, one thing about the Cincinnati Bengals, before we get into this, we, we have to admit, they have made some wholesale upgrades during the uh, offseason, but a lot of it's been on the defensive side of the ball. Um, they added, What would they add? They added safety Von Bell, corners Trey Waynes, and Mackenzie Alexander, defensive lineman DJ Rita and linebacker Josh Bynes, among, among others. They also put the franchise tag on A.J. Green, so they do have a top-tier wide receiver duo of Green and Tyler Boyd. Um, You know, the one thing that team needs to work on, especially if they're going to pick Burroughs, is going to be that offensive line, which still has some holes in it and is real dangerous for a guy like Joe Burroughs. Now... Some of the comments, and I'm going to read these to you before we get into this, is an interview or some questions to Cincinnati Inquirer, the great newspaper out of Cincinnati, Ohio. They talked to him, and this is what Joe Burris had to say. I just want to get drafted to a good team, good organization that is going to maximize my talents. I've won everywhere that I've been. I never had a losing season in sports from the moment I was five years old. I'm not a loser. I just want to go somewhere where I can win. Teams are picking at the top for a reason. And I feel like I said before, I've won everywhere that I've been. And I feel like if anybody can do it, I can do it. That are, those are comments of Joe Burrows, the anticipated number one pick by the Cincinnati Bengals, in the upcoming NFL draft. Now, long, long time ago, Eli Manning pulled this stunt. I think John Elway did too. But I remember Eli Manning, he was picked by, uh, I think it was San Diego, and he refused to sign there. And a couple picks later, he he was traded by the Giants to... Wait, the Giants got him from San Diego for Phillip Rivers. I apologize about that. So the question comes out right now. Joe Burrows, a couple of things I've taken out of those comments. He's never lost. See, that that's what happens with some of these athletes. They're so good growing up. They go into college and they've never lost. They never faced adversity. They don't know how to lose. And most coaches 
Believe it or not, they look for winners. That's what they're looking for. I guarantee you, Cincinnati Bengals, they're not going into the draft going, I want to find a person that's lost all his life. No, they want a winner. And Joe Burris is that winner. But unfortunately, these guys don't know how to lose. And when they get into the reality of playing football at such a, so much faster pace, they just can't handle that adversity when it hits them. Now, the question comes up, and it's a great debate. When you come out of college, first of all, it's an honor for anyone and every single player, whether no matter what sport, baseball, football, basketball, hockey, soccer, and so on. It's an honor to get drafted. It is an honor to get drafted in any professional sports. But does that give, does a person, an individual that gets drafted, have the right to refuse the team that drafts them? And it's a great point. When you come out of college, you're, let's say you're not an athlete. You know, maybe throughout college you're interviewing with different businesses at career fairs or job fairs, whatever they call them. And when you come out of college, you may be offered one, two, three, maybe four different jobs. You have the right to choose whether you want this job, that job, that job, or that job. Or it may all be the same job. Let's put it that way. But you have the right to choose. Do I want to go with uh, company A? B, C, or D. Why should that be different in professional sports? Why should you have to go to a team that you don't want to go to? You don't have to do that in real life. You know what? If the Cincinnati Bengals are not the team I want to go to, and I want to go to someone else, why can't I make that choice? That other team, if that other team is going to pay me the same amount or more, Shouldn't I have the right? For example, if Joe Burrow says, I don't want to play with Cincinnati, I would love to play with the Miami Dolphins, who have the number five draft pick in the NFL, and they're seeking a quarterback. Why can't I? Why? Don't I have the right? It's my life. It's my job. It's my opportunity. Don't I have a say in what I do? And that's the one thing about professional sports. I mean, yes, most drafts are designed where the best players are going to the worst teams. It's just the way the draft is. Whether right or wrong. But I ask you, and I want to ask my listeners, is it wrong for a player to refuse to sign. Because I'll tell you what, you can have a company like Microsoft, IT, uh, you know, all these big name companies out there, and is it wrong to say no? And why? And, you know, it raises the question, you know, I remember when Eli did it and everybody's going, oh, Eli and his dad, they're such jerks. They should just be honored to uh, be drafted. And believe me, these guys are honored. They're going to get drafted. They know they're going to get drafted. But why 
don't they have a right to say, no, this is not the team I want to go to? Now, I understand there's got to be some priority and there's got to be some guidelines in the draft where people can't just decide where they go because, you know, everybody's going to go to winning teams, but I don't know about that because think about it. Right now, you know, who won the... Uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl. The Chiefs don't want Joe Burrows. Not that they, anybody wouldn't love to have Joe Burrows, but they got Patrick Mahomes. Seattle Seahawks don't want Joe Burrows. They got Russell Wilson. You know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers don't want Joe Burrows. They got Tom Brady, and so on, and so on, and so on. So why shouldn't these players, do these players have any rights? You know, they go all through college where their name is just making money for these universities. They don't get nothing back. I won't say nothing. They get a scholarship if they decide to go four years. And there is a lot of perks to get your name out there and build yourself. But is, and I ask it again. I still baffle at this. Why can't they make a choice for the next, you know, some of them, you look at Brady, Brady's played for the last 20 years since he's been out of Michigan. Some of these quarterbacks are playing 20 years. Why doesn't he have the right to decide where he wants to be at least the next five years during his initial contract and then so on and so on and so on? I think it's a great question. I'd love to get your feedback on frankly speaking 528 at gmail.com. We got a message link here um, as well that you can leave a voice message. Go to Twitter at Larry Frankis with the US at the end and go to our Facebook page as well. We'll be back right after this message. Welcome back to Frankly Speaking. I'm Larry Frank. Want to remind you. This Monday, as every Monday, we're going to start what is called NFL Monday, where we talk a lot about football. And we already talked a lot about football today, believe it or not. Um, you know, it gets more and more difficult every day, especially as it gets difficult to get guests on, to come up with different topics uh, to talk about. During this coronavirus, usually now we would be gearing up for the playoffs, I believe in the NBA, NHL, baseball season would be going on. So we'd have a lot to talk about. And I can't wait till those days come back. But on Monday, we'll be talking NFL football again. Uh, once again, if you have questions, concerns, topics, please get in touch with us. We'll talk about that. Unless something big in the world of sports happens over the weekend that we feel is more important to talk about. So... We do look forward to Monday as always. Also, I found out, and I didn't realize this, I'm finding out, I think John Heyman reported that they're actually playing baseball in Korea. I would love to see some of those games on TVs, just to see some live baseball. Don't get me wrong, I love the old tapes of the NBA, NHL, football, uh, baseball, but 
I want to see some real live action that we don't know what's going to happen going on. So I'd have to check that out and see about those games in Korea. And maybe we'll discuss that sometimes next week. Also going to, we're continuing to try to get as many guests as possible on our show. And hopefully next week we'll have some more for you. Um, as the time comes up, we will let you know. Again, breaking news earlier, we talked about the Major League Baseball possible realignment for the 2020 season. If there's any breaking news, we will get in touch with you on our Facebook page. Once again, want to thank everybody for joining us today. Have a great and safe weekend. Please stay safe during this epidemic. And we look forward to speaking to you again this Monday. Thank you.